is a type of medicine that trains your body to fight any foreign agents. Plants are helpful for the ecosystem. It's an electronic device for storing and processing data. The nervous system is all the collection of nerves in your body. Yeast is a eukaryote. Welcome to Spectacular Science, where it's all about science, with your host, Akshay. Hey listeners, welcome back to Spectacular Science. I'm Akshay. I was just thinking about how to improve my super power duper ooper super microscope. I know, it's a really good invention, but I want to make it a little less smaller and a little heavy. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to the oxygen episode to see what I mean. This microscope helps me zoom into these oxygen atoms and all these tiny cells, but I need something better, something more portable. Oh, I have an idea! Superpower microscope glasses! That'd be much less of a hassle to carry, and it'd be so easy to handle. But I don't think anyone has come up with that idea, so I guess I have to invent it. Hmm, how will I invent things? Oh, I know how to talk. who to talk to! It's Dr. Shamala. She knows so much about inventions. Let me go talk to her. Let's go run to her lab. There, we're finally here. Her lab. Phew, that was a long run. Now let me just open the door to her lab. Oh, hi, Dr. Shamala. I was just trying to invent something in my lab, and I wanted to ask you questions about how to invent things and how the inventors actually invented things in the past, and maybe the listeners could invent something in the future. Hello. Hello, Akshay. How are you doing? I'm doing well. This lab is massive, and I really love it. This lab has everything that you would need, from 3D printers to, well, wood. Wow, I wish I can be in your lab with you to see everything you got there. So tell me, what have you set out to do today in your lab? So I want to create, as you know, in my, in my previous episodes, I explore lots of tiny things like oxygen and all that stuff. And I want to create something that can look at oxygen atoms without any microscope. So I want to make these like special glasses they basically uh-huh. do that. So I really want to know about how to invent those. Wow, that sounds like an exciting project, Akshay, to me. Yeah, um, it is. You know, it's interesting when people think of invention as uh, something you set out to do. But in reality, most often what happens is it happens accidentally sometimes, right? So, mm-hmm. for example, uh, when you think about uh, one example I want to bring up is the... Uh, invention of the glue that goes on post-it notes. You know what post-it notes are? Yep. And uh, the glue that holds on to it was mm-hmm. discovered accidentally, if you believe it or not. Wow. And, yeah. And same way, uh, I remember a chemistry professor telling me sometime that uh, he was doing a reaction with a thermometer inside and that is a reaction he has done many times and it didn't go the way he wanted it to go 
But one time what happened was the thermometer broke and the mercury in the thermometer spilled into the reaction mixture. And when he analyzed it, he got the product he wanted. So what did he do? He invented that mercury catalyzes that reaction and that happened by accident. Isn't that interesting? That's so interesting. First of all, what is your job? Well, I am, uh, my job title is licensing manager, okay? But what does a licensing manager do? A licensing manager licenses intellectual property. What are intellectual property? They are inventions that someone makes either in the lab or in the kitchen or in the playground, wherever, right? So what I do is when somebody tells me they have an invention, I listen to them carefully to figure out, do they indeed have an invention? And once I know for sure that they have an invention, I file for patent protection. Once I file for patent protection, I look for companies that might be interested in licensing that invention. So basically companies that want to use that invention in their own products? Yes, either in their own products or they may want to develop a new line of products. For example, I will give you one invention that I worked with uh, a year and a half ago. This professor in an engineering department came up with the device that he called as handheld pathogen detector. So this is a compact system that uses source of light to detect pathogens on um, different surfaces, on the skin, you know, painted surface, or a tabletop, or a hospital bed, and all that. But the system is portable, and there is no such system uh, exists out there that detects uh, bacteria live bacteria, dead bacteria, and all that. So this particular system not only detects bacteria, it differentiates between live and dead. It also calculates how, what is the relative amount of the two type of bacteria. So the doctors can decide, example, if it is in the wound of a patient, how to treat that patient, what kind of antibiotic to use and all that. Well, wow, that's so cool. So what are inventions and how are they developed using the engineering design process? Hi, actually, that's a great question. Um, inventions, by definition, have to have three requirements. First of all, they have to be novel. For example, let us say someone says, I made a blue baseball. We know what baseballs and what they look like, right? And just because you change the color of a baseball, it doesn't mean you have an invention. So it has to be novel and non-obvious, meaning it's not anything anyone can do easily, okay? And the final thing is it has to be highly useful. So the three requirements are novel, non-obvious, and useful. As far as developing an invention in an engineering lab, it goes through several stages. Say for example, someone is making a novel reactor to make uh, some powdery material. So what they do in an engineering lab is create uh, some kind of a prototype. The, you know, it may not be the actual size, 
it may be a miniature prototype. And they put things together to see if indeed it works. Then once they know it works, then they would buy more realistic body parts, whether it is the wheels or the screws or the nuts, whatever they need, and then put them together. Let us say this is for a 50-gallon reactor. But in the lab, people try and do that on a small scale so that their costs are kept down. So incrementally, they increase the size of the reactor. And when they know they have gotten to a stage, everything looks good together and works good together. That's when we talk to real world companies to show them what we have and get their interest. So it's more of a trial and error. You go a little at a time, scale up what you're doing, whether it is a, whether it is a, you know, a device or a drug or a coating formulation, whatever your invention is. Just scale it up incrementally, see things still work and act the same way as they did on a lab scale and get to a point when you think you are ready to talk to the real world. So I bet that inventors go through lots of challenges. So what is the mindset of an inventor? Well, you know, the mindset of an inventor, the foremost one is to have an open mind and, and not think just one way, you know. For example, let's say you got into your lab, your imaginary lab where you are trying to develop something to look at oxygen atoms without a microscope. When you go in there, I'm sure you are thinking about what you may want to start with, right? But at the same time, you should have a, you should stay flexible about how your plan may change and not be discouraged. So I think the one of the uh, foremost important qualification for an inventor is to have an open mind. Number two, be curious and. Uh, uh, be ready to explore. And thirdly, remain flexible. If when things don't go the way you thought it should go, then think about how you can change your base plan to fit what is happening. So I am a kid and I love inventing things. You're just thinking about inventions. So how can kids be inspired to invent things? What a great question, actually. Uh, first of all, uh, I, I know kids, you know, you all wonder about things. So I say, please continue to wonder about things. For example, if dad or mom gives you a gift for Christmas, uh, say it's a cell phone or maybe it's some kind of a video player, whatnot, just think about for a minute, how was this product put together? What are all the components that go into the product. You know, if you, when you look at the cell phone, one should be thinking about, I wonder how many elements are the periodic table came into the cell phone. So I would say for kids who want to invent, please wonder about the product, any product you use, whether it is like a, a comb or some kind of a cream you put on your face or the a new kind of socks, antimicrobial socks, or the fast shoes that your mom got from the shoe store, whatever it is, take a good look at the product. Wonder about where, how this product was made, what are all the components that went into this product. I wonder what 
specific thing gives that product, that property. For example, if my mom brought me shoes today that says, this is a white shoes that would never get dirty when you run through the mud, I think the first thought as an inventor that should go through my mind is, I wonder what is that product that keeps the mud out of my shoe? So I say, keep wondering. Wow, that's some amazing advice. So what advice do you have for kids who want to go into the field of science and engineering? First of all, my advice is do not be worried because I hear a lot of kids say, oh, science is so hard. Oh, math doesn't come easy to me. You know, I don't want to hear any of that. It will come to you, but it will take time. What it requires is you put in the time to get better at it. Uh, how do you get better in video games? You play. As you play more, you figure it out more, right? Same thing applies to science, engineering, math, and all that. So my advice is pay attention to your teachers in the class. When they give homework, do it all. And if you got some extra time, do some more. Read about science and technology in magazines or newspapers or the library or the internet. So you expand your interest every day steadily by exposing yourself to all interesting work that is happening. And every one of us is capable of absorbing science, technology, engineering, and math like a sponge. It, they are not beyond anyone. All it takes is your interest, energy, and your time. Give it, and you will have it. Wow, that's really good advice. And I bet my, my listeners would be listening to this, and they would think, huh, I should be a sponge that absorbs <laughs> all that I learn. Uh, you, you got it, Akshay. You got it. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Uh, Akshay, it has been a privilege to do this podcast with you. Uh, you, you are awesome for doing this topic. Oh, thank you. Topics. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for your detailed answers and your advice. I'll see you around the lab. Bye. Bye. Wow, that was a really good conversation. I learned so much. And now I know how my superpower microscope glasses are going to be like. I'm going to work on this new invention in my lab. But before I go, what did we learn today? We learn that inventions are something new that helps humans in a way. This can be something that improves efficiency or is much faster. Examples of inventions are mi uh, microscopes, microphones, cars, trucks, and even concrete. Inventions have to be something new and something that's non-obvious. Usually, inventions are developed through accidents not just because you thought about it. Inventions can be developed in so many ways through the engineering design process. Inventions can come in all shapes and sizes and you can't just expect one thing. You have to keep an open mind to what will come next because your invention may even change. Kids have a really good imagination and you're always wondering. So keep that up and that will lead to so many new inventions and solutions to problems in our world.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Spectacular Science. Spectacular Science is produced and hosted by me, Akshay. Our theme song is by Charan Ramachandran. Special thanks to Dr. Shamala for coming on my show. Thank you. I had so much fun during your talk. Please contact me. I love hearing from you and reading all your episode suggestions, comments, and questions. You can contact me by going to spectacularsci.com slash contact or email me at podcast at spectacularsci.com. Thank you. Please subscribe to Spectacular Science on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or find all of our episodes at SpectacularSci.com. By subscribing, you'll get all of our episodes automatically. You'll also support the show. Please tell your friends and family about the show. Show them how to subscribe. And not only that, show them how to visit our website to find interactive activities, articles, and our blog posts. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you on the next episode of Spectacular Science. Bye!